0: This is Franchise Audio. We appreciate you guys tuning in. You're going to hear some things that are going to make you think. So let's start. Welcome back to Franchise podcasts. This is your boy, Eddie. Yo, what's up? It's fucking Jay in the building. Talk to me, people. Or I'll talk to you, whichever one you want.
1: I'm a little frustrated.
0: Talk to me, Eddie. I'm going to start with some money trees. I want to talk about a little bit of finances.
1: Money trees straight off the bat for you guys.
0: I'm getting fucked by the stock market, man. And it hurts. I don't like getting fucked. And the stock market keeps fucking me. So let's start off with yesterday was a beautiful day in my life and the stock market. I'm not going to give you guys all the numbers, but let's just say I was up a fuckload. Up a nice amount. I was up a fuckload. Today I'm down. Not only from when I was up, but now I'm just fucking down a fuckload.
1: As are a lot of stories within the stock market. You're not, you
0: know, your story isn't unique, so to speak, you know. And I keep doing this thing that I'm overconfident and I'm like, ah, it's just going to keep going up. And it fucking crashed today and I lost over 20%. And I just got to say, if you're playing with stocks, don't day trade. Unless you know what the fuck you're doing. Because I've lost so much fucking money day trading that it's
1: I'm getting fucked. Even people that know what the fuck they're doing, they still get fucked. A couple things. One, um, you were telling me a little bit about this before we started recording. Um, And, you know, like usual, I thought it was like a little hilarious because it was just like a little sudden and out of nowhere. Earlier in the day, you know, like in the group chat, you had texted, and you actually texted like a nice picture of you being up and everything going good. So in my mind, right? I already automatically disassociated like any danger around you for the day. Yeah. So in my very naive mind, I'm here thinking you're doing good. You're flourishing in the world. My boy's fine. and really need to check up on him. But little did I know, Rome was burning on the other side.
0: I was surviving. That picture was survival. I lost a lot. So I made a couple of risky plays. And now, hey, you know what? I'm kind of surviving. I'm kind of floating. I have a life raft, but it's a titanic. So now i got i need someone to fucking pick me up okay i don't
1: I, I hate to be this guy but i need to ask what did you learn
0: this is what i learned i learned that don't trust conmen. okay don't trust conman companies. okay because they're gonna fucking destroy you especially in uh the energy sector now but really if i want to be more serious about what i learned is this it's simple it's just Stocks go up, no, stocks but, I mean, go down. Well,
1: you said it is serious. Don't, don't, don't trust common companies, common
0: you know, artists. You know, don't, don't buy into a company that you're not even really sure what their product could be or what it is that they even fucking do. And you know what? Now, secondly, now thinking about it a little bit more, I'm getting a little fucking upset. So I'm going to say this. The fucking suits, whoever the suits were from Jeffries that called all the cannabis stocks to get short, and now you're making a fucking killing, fuck you. Because I was up yesterday so fucking hard on marijuana companies after this whole Joe Biden election and all this shit that today when I woke up, I was like, I'm going to be God knows I'm going to be in some other shit. Like, I I thought I was going to be a multimillionaire. Yeah, I was going to wake up in Cancun. It was going to be fucking perfect. I was going to fly my chick out.
1: You wanted to ride the momentum.
0: I was going to ride the wave. You don't get off when the wave is fucking good. Seas can be rough, though. There's rough seas out there. I don't think you really accounted for that. I didn't account for a suit waking up at the crack of fucking dawn and saying, no, 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 Cannabis stock is all short. They're overpriced. They're overvalued. And so there goes cannabis. There goes your boy's profits. Yeah. And now I'm here playing the fucking market. I'm going I'm to. So gonna, fuck you, whoever that was. I'm going to
1: say something because uh, it needs to be said. A lot of those that may not know Eddie too well may not know that Eddie doesn't manage risk too well. I don't. Not properly at all. I kind of like jumping in. So anyone that is listening and is dabbling with the stock market has started to dabble, is thinking about doing so. Number one thing that you must make sure to do is you must make sure to manage your risk. If not, you don't take profits when you're supposed to, like what happened to Eddie. You lose money when you're not supposed to, kind of like what happened to Eddie. A lot of fucked up things have been happening to Eddie.
0: It's a good day. It's a fucking great day. (laughs) It's hard to manage risk, though, when it's so green. When you're doing so well. Like, that's in anything in life. When you're looking at anything in life, like, when you're getting straight A's in school, you're like, hey, maybe I could go out for a night bender. Maybe I could go out to the bar. You don't expect to go out to the bar, have five shots of whiskey, two martinis, end up at Tootsie's, waste $150,000 on strippers, blow away your college education, and now you can't even go to school. Like, you don't expect that. You know what I mean? All
1: oh, for the love of the game.
0: These are also not the risk I'm taking. I was kind of, hey, cannabis, I think, is going to go up. Let me wet my feet with cannabis.
1: Yeah, let me put some money here, some money there.
0: And now I just don't even have feet. I can't even stand.
1: It's a cruel game, man, the stock market. It loves very few.
0: Actually, no. It loves no one. But it respects very few. Warren Buffett, I don't know how he still do. it. He's washed, though. He's a little. I'll say well, that
1: on Warren Buffett is not washed. He's how many billions of dollars washed. later? He's old. Yeah. He's old, but I don't know if he's washed because that brain is 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 a is a brain of like of of gold, man. That, that no, he is, is too, way too valuable.
0: Talk, talking more serious, I think I think Warren Buffett is one of those minds as far as investing. He's obviously made a killing. He's been yeah. investing, you know, since he was twenty six, twenty seven. No, then when yeah. then he started investing, so well, he's really been investing since way before
1: that. Um, like in like middle school and things of that nature but like he like when he really started making serious grounds was like his later 20s yeah
0: and you know i'm not warren buffett but his mind is 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 incredible because if you know he takes like four to five walks a day he doesn't even think like stock related like he's a little stress uh warren buffett also like he, You know, everyone has that coin term, the billionaire's breakfast, yeah. which is Warren Buffett, depending on how the stock market is. He'll go, he'll grab a different meal at McDonald's and he'll eat at McDonald's. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And he drinks Coke. And I love his Coke story. I, I think you could say it better. But what, what's the story behind Coke? Remember Warren Buffett with Coca-Cola? What is the story behind Coke? So Warren Buffett, they were going to discontinue a, a flavor of Coke. If I'm not mistaken, it was cherry Coke. They were going to discontinue it. I think I heard about that, but I wasn't – I'm not sure if those are just one of those, like, things you read on the internet and you're just he, like, who the fuck wrote that? He bought major shares in Coke and kept it around. That is true. That's a thing. I mean, you know, but he he's just like – it's. you see him do things that are, like, unhealthy physically, like, you know, stuff like that. But then you see the other aspect, like, Warren Buffett reads so fucking much. Oh, yeah. He reads – a fuckton crazy
1: mental exercise and mental workouts
0: and he wor- like and he walks for like mental sanity you know for peace of mind to, because one of the best advice like that i could give to anybody entering forget the stark market just entering phases of life that are uncomfortable or uh treacherous territories or things that you're not used to it's you need peace of mind to make good decisions to be able to think clearly and rationally about the things you want to do yeah and especially to have the right answer because there is a right answer in everything yeah But to have the right answer to get there low stress that's what you need if you're always high stress you're always going to be thinking of every single other means to get to the right answer and it's going to take you a lot longer it's going to be less efficient so operating under low stress and knowledge man he reads over like 400 pages of info a day that's
1: that's a like what do they call voracious reader a voracious reader you know what fucked me up about warren buffett for like a while when i first started learning about him i mean there's a beautiful documentary on him on um, hbo that i uh just everyone here should go watch because it's not just about just are you still using this, my hbo this, yeah i'm still using your hbo at least one of us thank you um yeah i don't know how you're not using because i think it's beautiful but it's not even like his documentary isn't even so much so even though it is about stocks but it, it shows you a little bit more of kind of just like the mantra yeah. of warren buffett um And things of that nature, you can learn a lot, Um, you know, just from that man. But one of the things that had me fucked up about him for a while, um, and it kind of helped me, I guess, kind of, like, realize, like, you know, life issues, life issues happen to anyone, no matter what you are, no matter what your status is. Yeah. Like, in the documentary, they talk about basically how, like, his, um like, sweetheart from, like, since he was, like, in his early 20s, married to, you know, late into, like, his 70s. I, like passed away from like cancer and i was just like dude like oh, so man. yeah it's so tough and uh, like someone that you look at that you think to yourself like oh he has a fuckload of money so all his problems must be resolved and or, he must not have any problems and then you come to find out that someone like that right i don't even want to say like if he's like special or above anyone else because he isn't but to think like someone like that Something like that can happen to it, just like I, it, it fucked me up for a little bit because I and was like, still, and he still lives. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he and he still continues to go and continues to grab life by the balls, but it had me a little fucked up because I was like, dude, that's like, oh, it felt so dark.
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, on a lower level scale, like I have one of my best friends, uh, has leukemi- had leukemia, you know, got diagnosed with it in middle school, uh, survived it, you know, pushed through it, and then later in life. His his mom got breast cancer and she died. You know, it's just tough, tough, tough fucking things in life that happen that money literally cannot replace. No matter what. There's just nothing that you could do about losing loved ones. There's nothing you could do about losing opportunities. There's nothing you could do about losing money like yeah something sometimes things happen but at least money is like a replaceable thing like that's something that you could still go out and get that's a resource that you you lose ten dollars you can get those ten dollars back yeah because it's time like you could do something with your time that invests you in there like you know one of one of the like great things about um i think gaining something that isn't viable with money i think knowledge is one of those things like, knowledge, you have to invest an incredible amount of time. Like, yeah. you could pay for a college education and not learn shit. Yeah, shout out to my boy, Joey. You could pay for books, but if you don't read them, it doesn't fucking matter. So knowledge is a thing that you need to invest in. The other thing would be happiness, like peace of mind. Yes. Those things, money cannot buy you. And this is studied already by psychology. Money solves your money problems, but it's not going to fill your house with love. Exactly. It's not going to fill your relationships with more fulfillment. It's not going to get your passion for really the w- things you want to do. It's not going to get that through the door. And then physical fitness. Like, you need to invest in physical fitness.
1: Yeah, which is something I'm still kind of, like, embarking on. That, that one for me is, like, the toughest, the physical fitness part. The consistency of it? Oh, yeah, bro. The, just, the thing is, the problem, and I was, like, talking to Lastro about this the other day. The problem with me is that I haven't done it enough where, like, um, like the progress has made me buy in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I feel like this is this is enough for me to continue to do. Um, because to be honest, like it does. Like people say, oh, like I I uh, relieve so much stress whenever I work out. I don't personally. Mm. Like like it stresses me out just even thinking about having to fucking go work out. And then while I'm working out, I almost have to convince myself to not cut corners and make sure that I go as hard as I possibly can.
0: Oh really? I yeah. find that interesting. You know, for me, the whole aspect of why I got into fitness and, and in the first place, and I and I, I've been a little inconsistent the last couple of weeks, but it's it's a matter of getting back on the horse and you know doing it again and putting yourself in. It does make me feel better to exert myself physically. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, if you're frustrated or angry or yeah. like you don't you don't have a, a means of like getting to an answer that you want. When you're able to kind of like detach away from that and focus, literally put your body through anxiety and put your body through physical stress, yeah. afterwards there's a feeling of like rel- relievement, is really what I guess people talk about. You know, for me specifically, I think running is the thing that is my Achilles heel. Like running oh, is no. that mental fortitude thing that I just, it's, it's one of those things that I keep pushing and, I, and I'm getting better at it, but yeah. it's, it's probably the toughest mental aspect of working out for me too easily yeah i'm I'm running a bitch yeah like and and we're capable easy. of running i'm capable, capable. of running
1: so every time i do it i, I honestly surprise it's myself a mental i'm like battle. wow i cannot believe i
0: just did i can be a mile I, can, I, and I'll be like, I can't believe i just ran a mile it's a mental battle what happens is is that your mind and david goggins preaches this a lot if you guys don't know david goggins you should probably fucking look him up great resource as far as like how capable are you and how much are you shortcoming your own mind? Because your mind is the first thing that gives up when you're working out. The human body is yep. so able to push itself through the limits of physical endurance because we were made evolutionary to survive. We were made evolutionary to be alive in the wild. Yeah, we're not, I don't want to say we're hard to kill, but we're kind of
1: hard kill. It's kind
0: of hard to kill a human, body.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not the easiest thing in the world. Now, If you're going to grab a fucking katana and slice my fucking head off my neck.
0: Yeah, that's pretty and easy. And even
1: then, you kind of have to get a good shot on me. Yeah, but I know motherfuckers that have been struck by lightning, and they're still here. Like, I, I like you know what I mean? Like, they go on vacation. They have families. We had families, to, they we had able to, to reproduce. develop
0: explosive metal to go through you to, like, end your life. Exactly. Yeah, like, think about what a gun is. Yeah, like, we had to develop literally something that has so much velocity that it rips through your skin and rips through your organs Yeah, to start killing humans. And I think it, it, that aspect... You, you kind of see, like, oh, there's a lot of, like, physical ability that you have. Yeah. But there's even more than that because your mind gives up first. Your mind is the one telling you, fuck, this, this is too hard. Yeah. Yeah, this Stairmaster is killing me. You know, the other day I went to the Stairmaster, and I haven't done Stairmaster in forever. And there's one of those things that I, I kind of enjoy because it's, that uh, like, fuck, how hard can I push myself today? Like, did, yeah. I, did I push myself enough today? Did I, did I think hard enough about the shit that I want to do? Like, how, what can, where can I make up for it? So I'll go to the gym, and I went on the Stairmaster. This was after a conversation with one of my good friends, Mario. He had told me that he hit it for 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, bro. I haven't hit that in forever. I Probably know. a lie. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mario caps all the time. But I was like, fuck, I haven't pushed myself like that physically. Because I'm a, I, I know stamina-wise, every time it comes to stamina, it's going to be kind of a mission. And a lot of, I know a lot of people feel that way. But it's about the consistency. Like, getting out there and doing yeah. it one, time, one step at a time. So I got on the Stairmaster, and I said to myself... I was gonna go for forty-five minutes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even ever
1: put myself in that situation.
0: And I went for forty-five minutes, man. About at the minute twenty-seven mark, I was physically in so much fucking pain that I was like, "All right, this is ridiculous. I'm getting off this thing." And, and I you ob- just couldn't get off. Right? I, but I, I've already been there mentally. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I, I thought back, and I was like, "Wait, I've been through harder before. Like emotionally, I've been through hardship yeah. before." Physically, I have I broke my leg and I went snorkeling. Like, I've been through harder shit yeah. before. So why would I get off this shit? Life is going to be hard just like this. Exactly. And it's like one of those things that you, you beat into your head as you're physically exerting your body. And then your mind can't do anything else but shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. The, the thing is with me, I'm such a bitch, right, that I have one of those days that you just spoke about, right? And I'm here listening to you say that. And, like, I'm just listening, like, to them. Like, how, how you said, like, you were in so much pain. By like the 27-minute mark, and then you went all the way to 45 minutes. And I just think to myself, if I have one of those days, which I have had I have had at the gym, it takes me out of commission for a couple of days because I can't have too many of those days
0: in a row. I'm just not built for that. Not, n- yeah. n- not in that way. Yeah, and a lot of people aren't. And look, it's not about like getting to 45 minutes, right? But what does 45 minutes look like to you? Does it look like 20? Yeah. You know, like are you pushing yourself? As, it's, the point is to push yourself to do something. And I think that's where people like lose motivation for the gym or lose because they're looking for like a net outcome. Like you're looking for results. You're looking yeah. for something. You're looking for a specific body type. You're look- but the gym is so much more. The gym and just physical working out. And it doesn't matter what you do. It, it doesn't matter if you run outside in, in your fucking track. It doesn't matter if you go to the local park and do yoga. Yeah. As long as you're putting your body through physical stress, it's literally linked to being successful, to being highly driven. Yeah. Because you develop, one, a skill set that's about discipline. Now you're developing consistency around something that you may not like to do, but it yeah. does make you healthier. It, it is linked to- you know, The science is there 100%. The, the science is there. Is so I keep trying. I keep giving it
1: a try. That's exactly
0: why. And the point is just don't give up. You know, don't give up on yourself. A lot of people will go to the gym for a week, two weeks, and this is what happens with New Year's resolutions. Like people will go to the gym a week, two weeks, three weeks, don't see any results, and then they lose that motivation. Yeah. What got you there in the first place was you wanna you wanna change. And then as you're changing, it's fucking uncomfortable, dog. It's it's tough. I remember uh, my first like month when I started going back consistently yeah. in, into working out. It was like, like almost any like any moment. Like think about the first time you're moving out from your fucking house, or think about the first time you're starting off a new job yeah. that you may not love all the way through and you're kinda like, fuck, I don't know. But you don't know until you know. Until you yeah. try and try it pushing. out.
1: You gotta stretch that rubber band.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the whole thing about working out. Going back a little bit to like the mental aspect of working out, though. I've read a lot about highly successful people. Yeah. And most successful people I've noticed reap the benefits of the morning. Jeff Bezos is school. They reap the benefits of the morning. So you'll have people that wake up like at five. That's a little crazy, though. They killed their workout. They did all their shit. Now they're back home with their families. They're making breakfast. They're doing whatever. The biggest thing that I've noticed is that they're devoting their specific attention somewhere. You see, because here's, here's why I think this is so important, right? If you have to sacrifice time for something, then you're not going to be present for what you're sacrificing time for because you're sacrificing. Yeah. Like, where's your head? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I went... I went on a date with my significant other. Um, Richard. Huh? Richard. Richard, fucking I. <laughs> so I went on a date with my significant other um like about two and a half weeks ago. And she took me actually to this fucking wonderful place. Okay. That I, for the fucking life of me, I don't remember. If not, I give him a shout out. But it it was a, a gentleman uh called Kevin speaking about feminine masculine energy. And it was mostly just psychology, like the development of psychology within yourself and understanding your different emotions, Yeah, giving yourself access to allowing yourself to feel the emotion and then doing something with it. Yeah. Like if you're angry... Like getting that passion exactly. And then just like just pointing at If you're it angry or frustrated within yourself, then acknowledge that within yourself and then afterwards do something with that. Yeah. And so this is what I mean about like something like being uh driven for like the gym or being driven for like a like a passion that you have or being driven to spend time with your significant other yeah commit to that you, you get what i'm saying so commit to that so you're not sacrificing time if you're at work you're at work like you can't be worried about a million different things if not yeah. you're not going to be efficient at work yeah if you're feeling some type of way then acknowledge that don't ignore that and don't overload yourself for work to ignore those feelings because it's going to come up anyway yeah so don't sacrifice things like be present for the thing you have to be present for and i thought that was a great takeaway because it's like not only does that help you in relationships because if you go inside right now and you're talking to britney but your mind is wired around what you're doing for the podcast or what you're doing for barbecue boys or what you're doing for for work like if your mind is wired around all the things are you listening to britney are you talking are you doing anything successful within your relationship no the same thing goes for yourself if you're trying to create a space for yourself to maybe work out or maybe drive some passions, yeah, if you're not in the mental space for that, then you need to acknowledge all of that, which is really what meditation is yeah, man,
1: that's why that um goes to a lot of what like I feel what I've been trying to align with um you know these days is what I've been trying to align with these days, and that's like specifically like just being intense and in, like the things you do, you know what I mean and like keeping the intensity like as high up as you possibly can because I feel like if you're intense about the things you do, there's intent behind them, right? And you're trying to play at a 10, right? And within you trying to play at a 10, that just means that your brain is all the way connected. Your mind is all the way on what you're trying to do. And it's gone to show that us as humans, like multitasking for us is not efficient. you got to yeah. go... And look to achieve and do one thing at a time. And that's why I feel like you have to keep the
0: intensity up on everything. Because it helps with that. Yeah. And you know, this day and age, if we talk about this all the time, but this day and age, like, boredom is dead because of our phones. So we're always attached to something. And the whole multitasking, I find it interesting because I agree with you. There's certain aspects that I feel like I multitask way too much sometimes. Yeah. That if I were more, like, focused on something, I would do it better. There's also times that you kind of can multitask. And it's like, you could see that as a negative, like, fuck, I don't have an attention span. Or you could yeah. see that as kind of like a positive, like, okay, I'm able to do all these things. And then I could focus on what I really want later on. You know, it's a narrative really that, that has to be driven. I agree with you, though. The things that you really want to do, like, you're going to have to focus on those yeah, things you have to and focus. literally hit them as hard as you yeah, can. Yeah, you got to barrel down. Like, if you're right now in college and you're studying something that you may not know you like, you should probably go out and see if you like it. Like, volunteer, yeah. shadow. Do exactly. what you want to do because if your heart's in somewhere else, you're gonna know eventually. You're gonna you, figure it out. And you won't be
1: able to crank up in, that intensity because you won't you you won't align with it at the end of the day. And, uh, and regardless of how much you can like try to convince yourself otherwise on like doing those things that you don't wanna do and things of that nature, if you really don't have that that want to do it, you you, you won't you won't find yourself succeeding
0: at it. And I guess to conclude money trees is what we're saying with this is money's everywhere, but how do you want to earn it? What makes you passionate? And if you could find a means to successfully make money in that way, then you've unlocked what life is about, which is bettering other people's lives, yeah. bettering your own life, making resources available in the, in the form of money so you can have things and provide for yourself and your family in a respectable, deemable way. And then on the other thing is, is that if you want to be a really good, efficient worker, you're going to have to do things with focus. You're going to have to push yourself. Yeah. And most importantly, you're going to have peace of mind. You're going to have to make right decisions. And without, if you're high stress all the time, then what are the quality of the actions and the decisions you're making? It's not going to be yielded all the time as good results. And if you want to have better results, you're going to have to have peace of mind in some way. That's what I would say Money Trees is about today. And I, I think that's, Probably one of the best pieces of advice we could give anyone that's trying to earn money, not only in the stock market or in life or if you have an idea that you haven't really come to terms with. These are the times right now during quarantine that I think we realize the most it's it's go time. Yeah. And
1: like you said, it is go time. And like one thing, like just to point out about your story. Right. Um, Throughout like the journey, you will find adversity. You are going to have hiccups. Right. Like today, like you, like you, you said, yesterday was a beautiful t- day in the stock market for you. Right. And today today it was a like piece of shit hell on earth. Right. But what, what's the beautiful thing about that is that there will be a tomorrow. Right. And there will be a day after that. You're not just going to give up. Or you're not just going to stop. You know, you got punched in the mouth, but you're going to hit back. Right. And that's really one of the most important things above it all. You know, you want to you want to be able to keep that clear head, whether it's in the stock market, it's in your business and your job to like meet adversity but have the perseverance and the resilience to
0: keep going. You know, I love that. And this is one of the things that kind of keeps me going in certain ways because I I appreciate the present so much. The day is so important to me. And it could be a good day. It could be a bad day. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all perspective. I could have the worst day of my life. There's someone that just had their fucking best day. Exactly. However, the uncertainty of tomorrow is not something that we should be scared of. It's something that we should welcome. If we knew every fucking day what it was going to be, life would be so fucking boring. If I knew what tomorrow was going to be already, if I knew what I was going to wear, if I knew what it Yeah. If I knew what I was going to do, like what the fuck is the point of that? You know, I kind of like life surprising me in a way because the only thing I could control is the way I perceive the life happening around me, my reality. Yeah. I create it and then anything outside externally, I kind of have to realize what it invokes in me, which is what I was saying about this this class which is Basically, masculine, feminine energy, this whole psychology piece around embrace your emotions. There's no good or bad emotions. Yeah. They're emotions. What happens is that once you bottle them up, they become explosive in ways that will yield to fucking you going and quitting your fucking job and then going into the Appalachian Trail, growing out your hair because you can't deal with society anymore. You can't deal with life. So money trees. Guys. If you're listening to this shit, hey, if today was a bad day, guess what? You know what the fuck tomorrow's gonna be like? Give it a shot. Plant that seed. Plant that fucking seed. And speaking about plant the seed, I want to plant a seed of conscious thought into your guys' head. I'm gonna go into cut the bullshit because you know what? I'm fucking sick of this shit. How in the fucking world do we not trust an 80-year-old behind the fucking wheel of a car? Do you guys feel safe with an 80-year-old driving behind the wheel of a car? Do you feel safe?
1: I judge them a little bit every time I see one. You judge them, right? Yeah, a little bit. And it's not
0: because of anything, but usually what happens at 80 years old, like naturally. They just look slow, man. I mean, they drive slow too, but that's not the point. The point is that they You
1: deteriorate. You literally, as a human being, you are deteriorating.
0: Your mind is deteriorating. You don't have the reflexes and motor function you used to have. I mean, you're probably wise, but we got to sit you down and talk to you.
1: So you behave like a little kid, maybe.
0: And you may pee or your pants every now and then. It's natural. It happens. Because there's certain things we cannot... Like, we cannot stop anymore at that age. Mind deterioration is a big one. So I don't trust anyone 80 years old behind the wheel. I would rather not to, to see a bunch of old people driving around. Yeah. Because it's just dangerous to them and it's dangerous to me. So why in the fucking world, if I wouldn't want them driving a car... Would I want them driving the fucking country?
1: Manning the free world.
0: Manning the fucking free world.
1: Dude, you, I'm gonna tell you something right now. What you just walked us through right now, and
0: this is cut the bullshit.
1: We're yeah, bringing in hot. Yeah, this is cut the bullshit. Um, what you just walked us through right now, is like the thoughts of like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old Jesus. Which was always like, why do we get the oldest motherfuckers to be in charge of us? A lot of these motherfuckers are seen now. They have to be. I never understood Statistically. that. Yeah, and and, and never, I never understood that. I never understood why, like, in, like, everything that kind of, like, runs our world, like, in terms of, like, marketing and things of that nature, people are always looking into, like, what are the kids doing? What are the young people doing? And that's where you'll find, like, the cool stuff and things of that nature but I don't get why we allow someone that's gotten that's so over the hill and over the hump um run our country. I understand there's like a there's a saying in Spanish that goes el diablo sabe más por viejo que por ser diablo.
0: And that's that the devil knows more and he's or the devil's wiser because he's old not because he's the devil.
1: But it's a high stress job. You know what I mean? There, there, there's a lot to it that I feel like Would benefit more from it, you know, just
0: younger candidates, in my opinion. Look, I'm 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 just saying. I'll be honest. There's a lot of young people that are with their heads up their ass. But that's about everything. Like not only young people have their heads in their ass. That is true. And if we could somehow develop a system, like a real system for seeking wisdom, maybe. And I'm not talking about give me like fucking thirty year old, twenty year old young buck right into the senate but i'm saying shit 40 people 40 year olds i've met some pretty wise 40 year olds yeah you know and i know a lot of them are in the senate or in congress or in the house but how do we get more representation for more generational like things happening now more like generational conservatism because yeah. conservative uh, conservatism i feel like has adapted a little bit now it's more like towards the middle i just want more like i want people that are not married to a party anymore I know this is the second episode and we're talking about politics again, but gets fucking what? We're in the middle of a fucking election. On top of being in the middle of an election, I'm just trying to see what's going on with all these fucking old people. Why, why do we have so many 80, 70 year olds in Congress, even in the presidency, representing most of Americans when it's like, there's, there's no other criminal de la that the crop that we could probably develop in generation more relative to what's happening now i always just thought when
1: i was younger that damn maybe no one wants to work these jobs that's why they have all these old
0: geezers yeah i mean it's a tough job to work now okay fuck now you're kind of making me feel like a dick yeah yeah i feel kind of like a dick because you know what maybe young people don't want to fucking work in politics a lot of I I can't imagine that there's a lot of fucking young people that really want to work in politics because they see the nature of what politics is nowadays, yeah. which is basically like you're playing House of Cards mixed with Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, the thing is, you know, I think it's also
1: too that people are are also realizing that you just don't have to be in politics to make a change. I feel like that's, that's true too. That's where we kind of saw that whole wave and uprising of like, you know these, like, influencers, quote-unquote, right? You know what like, I Like, now with, That like, word scares the shit out of me. Now with, I mean. like, our smartphones that are basically, like, you know, um, you know, video cameras or a fucking, you know, a camera to shoot a movie with and things of that nature. You know, people can... It's just so easy for someone to press record, you know, get their thoughts out and things of that nature. So I feel like that's what it is. I feel like people might notice a little bit more that they don't have to be, like, in those chairs, you know, uh, to make change. But, yeah, it's weird, man. I don't, I've never really liked my old, I've never really liked older people in those
0: positions of power like that. I think we need to bring philosophy back. Like, we need to bring philosophy back into schools. I was, I don't even know so
1: much about philosophy into school. What I feel like we need to bring back is science into government. And maybe that's a little too fucking conspiracy theory. That's a little too, that's a little too much for right now, but I feel like we need it, man. Why? Why do you say that? (laughs) I feel like science doesn't explain everything, shit. If you like, the more you start to know, like, look into science, it actually explains the fact how little we know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like with all discoveries we make, it just goes and like for every discovery we make, it just goes and opens the door for every like ten thousand other possible combination or possible other you know discovery we yeah. can be making. You know what I mean? So, um. I, but I feel like it's the best way we have in terms of trying to understand just kind of like the physical world around us and kind of like, you know, how to, how to make protect s- it better. How, exactly. How to protect it. And then philosophy, like you had mentioned, I think is also great, too, because it, it, it also it, it helps us then at that point explain all the things about the physical world that science can't. Can explain for us,
0: you know yeah, like mean? morality, ethics, things of that nature. I just yeah. feel like you know, because because science can
1: it can explain to me my brain, but it can't explain to me where my conscience is coming from. Yeah, but nobody can right now. But but that's that, but, but that's what I'm saying. That, that but at that, that point, yeah, yeah. need like things like philosophical thoughts and things of that nature to help. For you know, sure, for sure, you know, to help um to help evolve that. You know what I mean? Of course.
0: Which is why, and you know what? Okay, we're if we're gonna restructure schooling completely. Mm-hmm. And I think science in a big way should be represented more in in politics, but in a smarter way, because I feel like right now it's mostly like agenda. Like the left is always leading with the like fucking science. And it's like the right doesn't understand it. I don't know why, but you know, in a big way, but we have to be more critical of what the sciences we're looking at to really develop things to change it. I think we're in the right like direction though, with electric vehicles, with smarter energy, I think in the next 100 years, we're going to look fucking different. Very different. Like, we're going to be in a good spot, hopefully. Um, but the philosophy thing is good. We need to start teaching people how to do fucking taxes and managing finance in school, man. Because that shit's a motherfucker.
1: Yeah, we, we, we need I, – I honestly believe that. I just feel like what we need more so is just kind of, like, showing ways of sustainability. You know what I mean? And that's, like, in my opinion, like how you're saying we need to show people how to be able to – um, take you know control of their own finances you know so they can sustain yeah. i feel like it also has to go like a step further and showing people how to like like i don't know it's always kind of like thinking back and like me getting into like different things in, in life and things of that nature like how is it that we never really sh- never really show kids how to like grow their own food like that you know that what I sustainability and, like, that aspect, oh, that's fucking raw. Like, you know, like, that's but, rowdy. But, like, I feel like we, we should know, like, those little type of things because I feel like everyone should know how it is that um, a plant ends up becoming the plant that it is, how it goes and absorbs, you know, the, the sunlight through its leaves. To, I mean, science know,
0: does that for the most part, though. It
1: does, but I feel like it, it's – You want, like, the, a farming class. Yeah, man. I feel like we need to start getting back to, like, kind of, like, those type of things because – yeah, because we, cause it, it helps us like, kind of weave ourselves back into like, the, the earth, kind of, in a way. You know what I mean? Well, at, at least just... it's
0: more responsible.
1: And it's more responsible. Yeah, that's what i Because
0: if you're growing your food, you're consuming how much you want to eat. You're also doing it in a different way than mass production of agriculture, which is a really bad thing for water, actually. Yeah. Like, for the most part, meat consumption and agriculture accounts for so much water loss and on top of that it's not like it's not renewable like it, that water is just completely thrown away yeah and we are running low on water which is crazy that's crazy to fucking think about but we, we are eventually going to get to a spot that we don't have a lot of water you know sustainability though i think greed is the thing that's killing us slowly because we want so much yeah and here's the want so much thing is that the earth is like – I forgot who had quoted it, and now fuck it, it might be a, a fucking misquote. But has enough sustainability for around 16 to 17 billion people. If we We're about had, more than halfway there. Yeah, which if we had the correct resources allocated and we didn't have the, the distribution of food in the way we have it, it would yeah. be different. But also, it's kind of that way because of mass production and like capitalism in a big way. So I I feel like that kind of hinders us because you buy from Walmart, you buy from Publix, you buy from Target. We're not buying from mom and pop's grocery down the street. We also don't have incredible access to that down here in Miami. But, you know, in different places, I I feel like it's a bit different. Man. do You you get what I'm saying? No, I completely. Because we've been living in a big-ass city. So, like, in this big-ass city, food moves. That's why the food industry is, like, an industry, like – if you want to start a business, motherfuckers gotta eat. It's just highly competitive, but Super. over time, establish enough of your name, motherfuckers have to eat. I don't know, man. Just it just makes me a
1: little shitty when I look at like just different freaking places like New Zealand with their freaking like
0: yeah, they they got a nice gig up there, huh? Yeah, like you know, you know what I mean,
1: and it, and it's just and it's just like all these different countries moving to like. Those Be taxes, becoming though. like fully sustainable and like 100 yeah. renewable energy and all this shit and i'm just like man like i feel like we're not too far from living in like a fairy tale
0: yeah. but like we gotta put in the works to get there we gotta put in the work for everything you know the first thing is being educated i think we gotta get educated on the topics and then we have to become that change because I feel like the other thing is is that me screaming at the top of my fucking lungs for people to change, it's not really going to incite people to do much. Yeah. You know, it might piss some people off or it might motivate some people. But if we we're really looking to actually, like, change the world, like, yo, it starts with you. Like, you have to be able to create that change. I know you're farming. You're doing some farming of your own. Don't
1: don't calm. I'm not, let's not say I'm farming. I'm doing a little bit of light gardening, getting into a couple of things, trying to figure out, um, you know, I just want to. It's like a pet project that I've, you know, a little passion into. project. But um no, but I, I've I've highly fucking, you know, um enjoyed my time doing it. I'm getting into like growing mushrooms now too and things of that nature. I bought like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of seeds to grow a bunch of like other stuff. Right now I just have some, you know, peppers and tomatoes growing, but it's just small little passion pet project to put like, you know, some energy into, um, help me get my mind off of things and things of that nature and just kind of um, I don't know, kind of I want to it's kind of my way of like leaving like my small
0: little impact and imprint on this earth. I mean, you're making a difference already. What would you say to someone that was interested in farming like listening to this episode or gardening? Yeah. What would you say was the hardest like part of starting?
1: Starting. Um, I think the
0: hardest part
1: is um starting and feeling as if you feeling things so starting and feeling as if there's too much information out there for you to not be able to learn as in like oh there's just too much to do and too much to go through um if it, that could be true um but that could be true of anything if you look at it you know that way um don't you know be fearless you know if you if it's something you want to do get into it like if you want to grow vegetables you know what i mean like look into how to grow vegetables successfully like Make it as simple as to if you just want to grow, you know, a tomato or, or a herb like cilantro or something like that, look into how it is you can grow the best cilantro that you can and just start from there. And the rest is going to start to take care of itself. Um, There's also a lot of misconception now that people are like, oh, it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It is work and things of that nature. But there's been methods have come out for you to streamline a lot of like like the hard work, like digging. Like there's a no dig method now, which is like super big. Um, that people are doing that, like studies are actually showing that no dig is actually um more fruitful and uh, yields a bigger harvest than if you were to dig into the soil, um, and things of that nature. So
0: it's just you're in deep on this shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I
1: am. Like, if you were to look, through... like fuck, I knew you were farming, but, but fuck, mother, yeah, the, you're really on this shit. Yeah, if you were to look through like my YouTube recommended, like it's just a bunch of just, like a bunch of like different shit. But but yeah, man, it's just you know, just I, it's just kind of like different cool shit and like the fact that you can just literally like get a seed, put it into the ground and yeah and shit grows from that. Like to me, like it's just so fucking dope, man.
0: I don't know. What's the what's one thing surprising that you learned along the way that you were like, "Oh fuck, I didn't know that?"
1: One thing surprising that I learned along the way that I was like, "Fuck, I didn't know that." Um is like I didn't think that like dealing with these plants and these vegetables and things like that on a small scale that I have was going to show me, like, things about myself or about my day or about my life that I just didn't expect, like, to happen. And what I mean by that, like, the like I'm growing peppers, right? Um, like, last week, right, I go out there, I'm looking at them, inspecting them, like, you know, like, how I usually do, seeing, like, what little buds have grown new, what leaves have grown new, if anything, like, you know, whatever is, that's going on. And I notice like, a, a small little, like, bulb, right? Like, a, a small little sprout is growing on one of the plants. And I'm like, damn, that's so fucking cool. That's so fucking dope. I turn around. Hours go by. I come back out to look at it again. And this thing has, like, sprouted out. And it's, like, opened up and everything. And in that moment, I was just looking at this fucking thing. And I was just, like... Almost in awe and admiration because I was, even though it wasn't like a problem or anything like that, like I, in that mind, like from osmosis, all I was thinking about was like, like, man, like, 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 like life goes, shit just happens, beautiful shit's happening over here, beautiful shit's happening over there, and, and like, you just have to learn how to like literally kind of like just go with the flow, kind of like how this, like, how this plant is doing, like, it's just here, literally planted into the fucking ground, it, 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 it doesn't move. It doesn't do anything, but it still finds a way to get all the nutrients it needs to survive, soaking all the water it needs to survive and things of that nature. So it's kind of like small stuff like that from like observing these motherfuckers that I'm, I kind of like in like corny ways like apply to my life. And I'm just kind of like, man, like, like, like who the fuck do I think I am? You know what I mean? Like, or, like, or like what the fuck is going on? Like, like essentially is what I a lot of the thoughts that I have to myself.
0: I actually love that, dude. I love that so much. I want to close the episode with that. I want people to take that with them. And I want people to think about that because for you, it's gardening. It's something that you never thought you'd be doing, but it's something that you discovered. And now you're like, fuck, this is curious. This teaches me something about life. It's not just about the gardening. It's not just about putting something on the table. And what I want to say to people with that is find something like gardening. It doesn't have to be gardening, but what are you relating to in your passions that are directly showing you something about life? Because that plant's stuck on the ground. It's absorbing nutrients. It's living. Imagine what you had the ability to do by getting up and moving around and seeing something that you never saw before and maybe discovering a skill you never had before. This has been Franchise Audio. Thanks so much for tuning in.
1: See ya.